This is the podcast Find It with Kate Moorhead. This is the second podcast based on my new book called Find It, The Vital Signs of the Spiritual Life. Just like our physical body has four vital signs, the breath, the pulse, the blood pressure, and the temperature, so our spiritual lives have vital signs as well. And in order to maintain our spiritual health, we need to know how to read and measure these signs. I call them the four G's. God, which is just a measurement of time and attention to God in prayer or worship. Give, the natural response to our relationship with God by giving of time and money. Grow, When you love God, you can't help but being curious about the whole world in all of its aspects and to grow and learn. And group. We cannot live a healthy spiritual life without others to pray with us, to give us honest feedback, to keep us healthy and strong. These are the four vital signs of the spiritual life, the four G's, God, give, grow, and group. And today we will focus on the first vital sign, God. Today's talk is called The Unclogging Process, How Prayer Really Works. I have a relatively new vacuum cleaner. It's light and easy to carry, which makes me want to clean more. Well, not that much more. But even after just a year and a half of use, it has gotten clogged. It doesn't suction the way that it should, so I took it apart. Yuck! I pulled out lots of dirt and dog hair. Now it works better. Prayer is more of an unclogging than it is anything else. God adores you and is communicating with you all the time, But as pure love, God is like light. That light shines onto us constantly, like the sun, but we block it with our confusing thoughts and distracted minds. We block the light with years of habits and obsessions and busyness. True prayer is less about the big list of needs or wants that we want to send to God and more of an unclogging so that the communication can flow between us as it was always meant to. Prayer happens when we become conscious of the relationship that we have with God. We don't really have to invite God into our lives, as God is already there. Prayer just acknowledges that eternal presence. Prayer happens when we awaken to what is already there and begin to interact with the divine reality within and around us. Prayer is when we get stuff out of the way enough to realize that God is there waiting for us. Close your eyes. Picture this in your mind. A Native American shaman sits cross-legged out in a field as the sun is setting and feels the breeze, the cool air as the sun goes down and autumn approaches. She listens to the sound of the animals and the birds 
the smells of the changing of a season. She feels the solid earth beneath her body. This is prayer. The Jewish rabbi stands at the wailing wall. He wears what many would consider strange clothes with strings dangling from his sides. Long curls of hair escape from his yarmulke. He sways, closing his eyes and murmuring. He asks for the salvation of the whole world and of his people. He remembers the ancient story of Israel. This is prayer. An elderly woman sits at a potter's wheel. Silently, she shapes the clay as the wheel turns. Her fingers touch the mound and smooth the surface until a flowing bowl takes shape. She lets her imagination run and closes her eyes. What does the clay feel like in her hands? What is the shape that is emerging? This is prayer. An elderly gentleman digs with his hands in rich soil. There he plants a bulb that he hopes will emerge from the ground when the spring approaches. He is lost in concentration, picturing the beautiful flower that will grow up when the soil melts. He feels the chill autumn air. His hands have felt the soil for many years. This is prayer. There are as many kinds of prayer as there are individuals in this world. Many people don't even realize that they are praying. Art can be prayer. Depth of relationship can be prayer. Walking in nature can be prayer. Music can be prayer. Dancing, painting, even doing the dishes can become prayer. What makes it prayer? An open channel of communication makes it prayer. An open heart, a way for God to enter and engage with us. Prayer is a state of awareness. There is really only one way to begin to pray. Begin by realizing that you are already praying, that you have been praying in some form all your life. Begin by realizing that God has always been there loving you and patiently waiting for you to awaken to her presence. Wake up. God is here. God has always been here. See? Introduce yourself. The best kind of prayer is a conscious encounter. How do we spend time with another person? We sit down for a meal. We talk to them. We take walks with them. We listen to them. We look them in the eye. We give them our attention. We read what they have written. We listen to their music. We dance to their songs. We rest in their love. Prayer is simply turning our full attention to God. It is giving God 
the gift of your attention. Find out how your mind would best receive God's presence. When are you most awake? In the morning? At night? When is your mind alert? Do you love to sing or paint or walk or read or write or dance? What makes your heart sing, and how can you bring God with you to join you in the things that you love to do most? Prayer is best begun where you love to be. Make a beautiful space in your home. Find the best coffee, a comfy chair, a window to look out, a piano to play. Whatever makes your heart sing, go there. That is where prayer begins. Begin slowly and gently and give yourself lots of room for mistakes. There are no shoulds allowed. Give your mind the freedom to jump around like a monkey. Don't get discouraged by your own ability to be distracted. The hardest part of prayer is that we realize our own limitations. Simply put, we disappoint ourselves. And we often just give up rather than admit that we are frail, distracted creatures. We cannot experience God without first having to face our own inadequacies. The only person that stands between you and God is yourself. Love your broken self. Start there, and you have a chance. Prayer is enriched powerfully when you give God your time each day, every day. Give God 10 minutes, 20 minutes. Devote this time solely to God. Within the framework of a set period of time, let your heart lead you. Do you want to paint God a picture? Do you want to say something in writing to God? Do you want to share, stare at a flower or a tree or a picture of someone you're grateful for? Do you want to light a candle? Devote this time to God and see what happens, but you must do this daily for months at the very least. Your mind needs time to quiet and make room for God. Give yourself the benefit of the doubt. Give yourself guilt-free time, free of scolding or criticism. Be patient. The greatest enemy of prayer is not distraction. It is guilt. Do not shame yourself or make yourself feel inadequate. Any attempt at prayer does, in fact, please God. You showing up is all that is important, and even when you don't show up, God is fine. We pray because we need to pray, not because God needs us to pray. God is just fine. We are the ones who need it. And if you don't think that you need to pray, then it is not your time yet. Do not pray unless you yearn for God or for the well-being of another person. Guilt is like pouring acid on your prayer life, so just leave it at the door. I would rather have you not pray at all than shame yourself into prayer. God loves you, and you long for God. 
Let that longing lead you into freely choosing God. Try this. Try this time, this free gift of your attention, spending time with the one who loves you and who always has loved you since you were made. This is the podcast Find It with Kate Moorhead.